And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of New Earth TV Live. Here we are on a special day on Sunday. I wasn't able to do it on Thursday. Thursday was just pretty jam-packed, had a pretty busy schedule. So I'm doing it today. Now, of course, this coming Thursday, I'll be back at the regular scheduled time at 10 a.m. Pacific for New Earth TV Live. But here we are on this special day. Thank you very much for joining me. We're in a few minutes, we're going to be bringing in Adronis, who's going to be talking about other Earth experiments. So it's going to be a very exciting broadcast. But before we go ahead and get started, we're going to go ahead and start with some announcements. Instead of forgetting to take 19,302... And of course, we have the in-house shipping products that are available as well right now. Uh, the, we have a pre-order taking place for both the uh, amethyst, or sorry, not the amethyst, the organite and the selenite. I'm going to be putting up the pre-order today for the selenite uh, amplifier plates as I have gotten word that they're on the way. So I'll be making a pre-order campaign for them as well too. And of course, you can look into the frankincense, you can look into the peppermint, you can look into the lavender, you can look into the eucalyptus, you can look into the cinnamon aroma that we have for the essence essential oils, which are also available. So again, we got some new products coming in. We also have some new products that are on their way as well, too. One of them will be insoles. I've had quite a few people ask me about insoles for shoes, and basically it's going to be working with the earthing technology. Uh, that's available currently for the shoes for Etheric. So they are on the way. There will be a pre-order for that here very soon as well, too. Uh, so there will also be uh, the Etheric's cloths. They're going to be coming, brand new cloths. They'll have brand new coating in them as well, too. There's also the Etheric's beach towels that are going to be coming as well, too. So we got some new products on the way. And again, once I get the, uh, the, the thumbs up from the providers that are sending it to me, because again, those two will be in-house purchases, then I'll be having appropriate pre-orders them as well. So again, check it out, etherics.co. I'm going to be creating a new video today as well too, surrounding the Taurus bed and supporting the uh, Taurus blanket as well too. And I'm going to be getting some new updates for the uh, Taurus bed and for the Prana bed. By updates, I mean I'm just putting new codes directly into the geometrical patterns of both beds. And this is going to be focusing on uh, Prana circulation patterns. So I'm going to have a video uh, included with the Taurus blanket that's going to be explaining that, and this is taking the bed kits to a whole new level. So basically, as they have prana circulation patterns, this is going to be a major improvement for the organs in the body altogether, uh, taking it to about five or ten times the intensity level. So again, more of that today when I do the Taurus blanket video and Taurus bed video, 
Again, this will be an effect for both the Prana and Taurus beds. If you guys already have the Taurus beds and you already have the Prana beds, then you're good, you're set. This is gonna be imbued as coding directly into the geometrical patterns. So a lot of great stuff is coming down the pipe here this week for Etherics. Okay, I guess I forgot to update this as well too. Uh, but I also have the uh, Yoga Nidra hypnosis sessions that are available right now. I just didn't add it into this uh, graphic. But again, private sessions are available. Three questions by email are available. And of course, the new Yoga Nidra hypnosis sessions are also available on NewYorkTeachings.com. So with the Yoga Nidra hypnosis sessions, you basically have a selection of four different journeys that you can explore. One of them can be incarnation or past life regression. Second one can be self-healing. Depending on how immersive you are within the hypnotic experience, you can have instantaneous healing. And we also have astro exploration, where you can actually go out of body, either through uh, projected consciousness or through a full out of body experience, and connect with star family, connect with angels, connect with different dimensions, go to the new earth. And of course, we also have the Akashic Records. You're actually able to go into the records, you're able to meet the Lord, the steward of the Akashic Records, and access your own book of life. So we have a variety of different journeys that you can select through the Yoga Nidra hypnosis sessions. They are two hours in length, so they're a fair amount of time. Uh, but again, they're going to be phenomenal. I've been doing Yoga Nidra now for a couple of years, and now I'm happy to finally bring it out into a personal one-on-one -on -one session, and they are virtual. So they're virtual sessions, so basically we do it through Zoom, and I do a personal setup with you as well too. We do a little bit of an orientation along with the personal setup, and then we do about 90 minutes or so, approximately, with the Yoga Nidra hypnosis session. So if you are interested, go ahead and check it out. It's on newearthteachings.com. It's on the homepage. You'll see the graphic there for the Yoga Nidra hypnosis sessions alongside the one-to-one -one private sessions and the three-question private email sessions on newearthteachings.com. And of course, everything is backed up on this channel through our uh, backup channel, Odyssey. So you can check out the link in the video description, odyssey.com slash at newearthteachings. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started today. Let me just go ahead and adjust my uh, camera here a little bit. There we go. Okay. Well, I'm already getting some questions from people. That's great. It's great to see. Uh, I'll just ask you guys just to keep your questions on hold right now, just so we can get into the presentation. Once we get into the Q&A, then feel free to share your questions, uh, either with myself or with the Dronus, either of us, because we are one. <laughs> so I do see Janet's uh, donation here. Uh, she's asking about the chakra colors, um, speak about the observation. So yeah, we'll, we'll save that question, Janet. Okay, so I'll do my best to try and make sure that you're question is accessible here. If by chance I don't see your question because YouTube will sometimes take away the question after a while, Janet, just go ahead and you don't have to put another donation down, just repost it. But I'm going to do my best to remember your question. Uh, once we get, uh, once we finish the presentation, then we'll get into Q&A. Okay, so Janet, your question will certainly be number one. Uh, and again, anybody else who wants to ask questions, you can feel free to do so just after the presentation. And again, if you want to put your uh, question in priority, you can leave a donation through the YouTube Super Chat. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go ahead and take a glass of water. Like I said, throat is feeling so much better after putting the etheric safeguards in there. So that's another thing I forgot to mention in the announcements. Make sure you guys have the digital safeguards. Okay, the digital safeguard image package. You can get that on etherics.co. It is a digital download, right? You'll either get a zip file. If you're having trouble with the zip file, you can contact me <clears throat> and I can give you the, uh, the file folder. <clears throat> on Google Drive, and you can go ahead and open up the uh, 
images there, print them out, uh, or take them to a print shop, get a lot of different ones printed out, use some magnetic sheets, use some sticker sets, and just put them all over the house, right? Put them over top of your, uh, just above your plugins, put them just above your light switches, put them on the door of your fuse box, put them on your smart meters, wrap them around your pipes, right? Your water pipes in your house. They are going to give such a tremendous benefit. Same thing goes with your vehicle. Uh, scoot under your vehicle, put it on the fuel tank, okay? Not on the fuel cap, but on the fuel tank. You need to go under your vehicle and you want to put that on your fuel tank for those of you who have gas-powered vehicles. If you have electric vehicles, put it on your dashboard, okay? And this will do wonders and you're not gonna feel any kind of ill effects. You're not gonna feel any more detrimental effects with electromagnetic frequencies. There's not gonna be any more detrimental effects with gas emissions, right? Gasoline and, and uh, diesel and all of that. All of that is going to be saturated. It's gonna be saturated with the uh, source vibration and that's exactly what it's designed to do. It is the center. It is the center to all life. Every cell, every atom contains that center of the source vibration. And what this is doing is it's opening it up. We're opening up the, si uh, the source vibration and we're just pouring it in to these electromagnetic frequencies, to these ELFs, to these emissions, so that they are completely being saturated with this and they will be rendered harmless. And of course, there will be uh, beneficial energies coming through the source vibration because that's what I use the Taurus bed through many of the devices on the uh, Etherics website through the products is we use that for your healing process. So you're basically turning run-of-the-mill technology into healing technology by working with the safeguard packages, the safeguard package. So check that out as well too. Anyways, we'll go ahead and get started. I'm going to go ahead and bring Adronis in. It'll just take me a moment. Once he comes through, he'll be talking about other Earth experiments today. So it's going to be very exciting. Then we're going to get into a Q&A as well too. Okay. So I will go ahead and get started and we will begin. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Tira. <clears throat> Soul Star At this time, we bid you greetings and thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Adronis of Sirius, sending love, appreciation, and gratitude to all who are tuning in to this broadcast through your internet collective consciousness. What we would like all of you to do at this time is simply allow yourselves to get relaxed, get comfortable, and tune in to the vibrations of Sirius so that you may synchronize, harmonize, and align to all of the information that we have to share. Also understand that all of the information that we will provide today is simply that of our perspective, our point of view. For all knowledge, all information, all creation itself resides within your very hearts, beings, and souls. 
We will elaborate further on the idea of what is termed as the other Earth experiments. Now, of course, when many in observation come upon the Earth, or they may simply be in witness mode, as it were, just simply looking at your Earth from afar, of course, the thing that they notice right off the bat is the idea of the human civilization. You are obvious. You're on the surface. There are billions of you upon the planet Earth. And just being able to look at some of you in regards to what you're doing on a daily basis is highly enlightening for many of us. And we mean that quite truthfully. It is enlightening for us because we are seeing everything that you are going through on a daily basis because there is something so very special about the human civilization here on this planet. You are again a universal body type, which means that you are able to interact and experience and come forth into great contrast relating to life experience, seeing everything that you go through and being able to completely remedy it because many of you are. And from what we are able to see, many of us are astounded by the human civilization and by everything that you do on a daily basis. But there are also other Earth experiments. You are not the only one. What does that mean, an Earth experiment? Well, as we have stated, that your solar system itself is a farm. You could also call it a garden. But it is a farm. Every particular star system that exists is an engineered farm, is an engineered garden. Just no more different than if you were to have your backyard and you decide to create a certain plot where a garden will grow. It's the idea that you are engineering this particular garden. You are bringing in the soil. You are planting the seeds. You are deciding exactly what goes where. Where should this grow? How should this grow? How far? How big should the garden be? How deep should we make the soil? How deep should we plant the seeds? What compartment should be over here and over there? So you are basically engineering your own garden. You are preparing it. You are creating a plan. Well, this is the exact same thing with a star system. It has seeds. And these seeds, therefore, cultivate into planets. It has a sun, and the sun is the nurturer of the planet. It is what sustains life. So therefore, every single star system that exists is a farm. And so basically what takes place upon these farms are experiments. So the human race is one of these experiments. Now, we are not able to share all of the other experiments that are going on because some of them need to remain secret at this time. But there are other ones that are taking place. One of them would simply represent that of what you would know as your dolphin kingdom. Dolphins are another experiment. Now, dolphins play a much more different role in regards to the well-being and equilibrium of your own planet. You would understand that the dolphins themselves, in an analogy, would be similar to the brain waves of your planet because this is exactly what they do. They are working together in harmonizing the brainwave patterns of your Earth. 
their intelligence is given to them to the point where they are sustaining equilibrium. They are bringing balance not only to the nature of the oceans, but to the lands as well. They are also working together on frequency arrangements. You see, dolphins are adept at being able to bring about, shall we say, language through different degrees of frequencies. They have what you would know as their echolocation. Their echolocation is, again, far more than what your scientists believe it is. It is what you would know as audible telepathy. That's the nature of their echolocation. Their audible telepathy working together in these particular frequencies are actually what's helping to sustain and balance the earth. Whenever there are certain chaotic points within the earth, utilizing the dolphin's echolocation, telepathic audio, as we would say, capability, they are being able to help balance where there are tremors. They're able to help balance where there are, shall we say, chaotic anomalies throughout the planet. And because there has been, again, a great deal of turmoil taking place upon your earth throughout many human challenges, and that this is definitely affecting the planet, you see many of the dolphins have been overwhelmed. Now, it's not just the dolphins, it's the whales as well too, because they too offer certain forms of assistance somewhat in a different way. But these two beautiful creatures, representing the species of your whales, representing the species of your dolphins, are part of another Earth experiment. They are helping to maintain that. In fact, it's quite common for Earth-like worlds such as yours to have dolphins and to have whales on those planets. They are necessary because they are what's helping to bring about the equilibrium balancing the hemispheres. If we're to looking at the earth as a brain, then that is exactly what the dolphins, that is exactly what the whales of a different degree will do. They will balance out the hemispheres pertaining to the brain of the earth. That's their nature. That's what they're here to do. Now, because you have been going through such a very incredible and potent transformation, the dolphins have actually requested help. Now, humans can't really do it because you haven't learned about the nature of the true form relating to the dolphin's echolocation. You still think that it would be in comparison to some of your sonar technologies. To a degree, that is true. But as we stated, this is audible telepathy. And that this basically transmits much more greater underwater. And so through the nature of echolocation, it spreads much further through the nature of the sound audibility, which therefore stretches out the nature of the telepathic wave to which the dolphins themselves are providing, helping to stabilize, helping to create, shall we say, elasticity throughout the brain of the earth. The whales will do this through the nature of their songs. But again, it represents a different grounding quality altogether. So, you can basically say that both species are quite adept at singing. And it is through their songs themselves that are actually helping to harmonize and balance the hemispheres of the earth. But as we stated, many of them are overwhelmed because dolphins on your planet have been hunted. Whales on your planet have been hunted. And there is really not enough of them to being able to fulfill the tasks that they are here to fulfill. So because there has been these, shall we say, interventions taking place in regards to the harming of your dolphins and to the harming of your whales and basically killing them, 
to where again there is not enough of them to maintain the balance, there have been other experiments coming together relating to, shall we say, ones that are not indigenous upon your planet, but ones who know how to speak similar frequencies to the nature of the dolphins. Now, these would be what you would know as dolphins in a much more sentient form. And they are from Sirius, by the way. So you basically have dolphins that are existing in different dimensions that are humanoid in appearance. And they are also assisting in what you would know as the echolocation experiment to where they are also helping in balancing the earth. So you have sentient advanced dolphin humanoids that are again existing in certain pocket dimensions and that are helping out. Now they are so advanced that they can simply be here and they can be gone. They can be here and they can be gone. They can be here and they can be gone. They are helping to take care of the pockets that have been building up with the earth for quite some time. So again, with the nature of the dolphin humanoids, we will utilize that term, that they too are assisting on an off-world perspective relating to this particular Earth experiment. What we would suggest that you do is take care of your dolphin folk. Take care of your whale folk. Let them flourish. Help them so that their numbers can continue to increase for the generations to come. It is about letting go of this need of hunting them and feeling that there needs to be, in that sense, reaping of their own bodily organs, reaping of their own bodily systems for the nature of a hunter's pleasure. So this is what needs to end upon your planet. Dolphins, whales, the cetacean energy altogether is extremely important to make sure that that is well maintained. If it is not, then that can lead your planet into some very heavy consequences. It can lead into, shall we say, some very strong chaotic situations where there is greater instability, and this would be what you would know as massive earth changes, volcanoes, earthquakes, floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, so forth. It is the dolphins, it is the whales that are primarily sustaining that so that many of that does not happen. But because you have noticed as you look upon your technology and you see a map and you see that there are a lot of these earthquakes, well, that's the reason. It's because the dolphins and the whale, or whales in that sense, are being overwhelmed and they have too much work to do and some of these particular forms of earthquakes cannot be harmonized. So this is why there is an initiative coming forward where we have, shall we say, the dolphin humanoids from Sirius that are offering a little bit of a helping hand as well too. They are assisting in, shall we say, the major catastrophes upon the planet to prevent catastrophes from happening. Now, the interesting thing about the dolphin humanoids is that they are well able to see timelines quite clearly. They are able to know exactly when something very large will strike and they will do what they can if it is not karmically associated together with humanity to help soften and cushion the blow. Right? This is the idea in that sense of a particular volcano that was spewing not too long ago and many of you were concerned about the idea of a tsunami coming upon the east coast of your united states and of course this was prevented and so again there was quite a bit of intervention on this behalf but again it was shall we say prevented from causing any particular major disaster upon the east coast for as if this particular la palma volcano did not create the, shall we say, intensity that it did leading into these tsunamis. And if there were no interventions taking place, 
then this would have created a greater catastrophe on your east coast. In fact, you would say probably the majority of your east coast would be underwater right now if there was not intervention coming through. So this is what we're talking about. The La Palma volcano was one particular example of how this was buffered, about how this was softened, about how this was cushioned. And we can say that the dolphin humanoids that we speak of were one of the ones who were assisting in softening that particular effect of the La Palma volcano. So this is one particular Earth experiment that we are aware of that we can talk to you about relating to the dolphins, relating to the whales, relating to the cetacean energy all together. And it is very important that you are looking out for your human family. They are your human family. They love you a great deal, but they understand that you're confused. They understand in that sense that you have forgotten your ways about how to take care of the earth. So you could basically say that when everything is in equilibrium, the cetacean energy will take care of the oceans. Humanity needs to take care of the lands. That's basically a relationship. Humanity are land dwellers, so they need to start taking care of their lands a lot more. You need to start taking better care of your soil. You need to start taking better care of the nature that surrounds you so that your food can be pure once again. So again, there is a shared task that you have between yourselves and between your extended family representing the cetacean energy. So that is one particular form of earth experiment taking place is again, the working together with the dolphins, with the whales, with the cetacean energy, so that there is equilibrium between the brainwave states, between the hemispheres of the brain representing that of Mother Earth. What is another particular Earth experiment that is taking place? That is what you would know as the Sasquatch. All right. Now, the Sasquatch themselves are what you would know as one of the main templates that enabled the physical human body genome to be created, which means one of your main genomes that enables the human body to function as it is derives from the Sasquatch race. That's where it all started. The main template is Sasquatch. All right. So again, there are 22 different extraterrestrial races that would contribute their genetics towards, again, the multi-ethnicity of the human beings upon this planet. Now, the Sasquatches themselves are also being, shall we say, very observant, but they are also holding particular responsibilities and tasks as well, too. You would understand them quite commonly as guardians of the forest and guardians of mountains. You would actually know that many of the indigenous people upon your planet were actually taught in ancient times by the Sasquatch they would actually help to teach humans exactly what to eat, what not to eat. They would actually start to teach humans quite commonly through telepathy because many of them do not speak your languages. Some of them could, some of them chose not to. They basically decided to interface with you much more mentally. But they would basically start to take some of the chieftains from certain tribes and they would take them out into explorations. And they would tell them exactly what bushes contains certain forms of foods that are edible for the human beings to eat. Many of the Sasquatch were basically your mentors in earlier times, going back many thousands upon thousands of years. And they would teach much of the indigenous people how to eat, how to cook 
foods. Again, letting you know about what is acceptable to eat, what is not acceptable to eat. They would also teach other particular types of languages. You see, the Sasquatch does have a variety of different languages of their own. Some of these languages often represent dialects quite common throughout your First Nations and Native Americans. A lot of those languages are Sasquatch in nature. So they are able to talk. They are able to communicate in many different ways. So again, certain languages of the Native Americans, of the First Nations, of Canada, of the Aboriginals, etc. Many of them came from the Sasquatch. And so the Sasquatch in that sense have been your ancestors. They have been your ancient mentors. And they have been teaching you how to live off the land, how to plant crops, how to plant seeds, how to harvest properly, being aware of the astrological cycles. You would be quite amazed to know that Sasquatches are experts with astrology. Did you know that? Well, there you go. They are able to read the magnetic pole of the entire earth. And they know exactly when there is a time for harvest. There is a time in that sense to make your crops bountiful. They know exactly where to place appropriate crops on the land so that the result of the crops would become quite fertile. So they would teach you a great deal of things. But again, you have forgotten the ancient ways. Not all of you. Many of the Native Americans are very well aware of their connection to Sasquatch. They know that they are in that sense their big brothers. They know in that sense that they are guardians of the forest. And in fact, many Sasquatches have basically taken a defensive position in order to preserve forests from actually being cut down by loggers. There are actually certain tribes of Sasquatch that actually come by, even going back into your centuries, where there are those in that sense who required timber, and they would go deeply into the forest, and they would start seeing these markings on the trees. They would start seeing the Sasquatch imprint in the mud. And they did not know what this was, and as they ventured on, they would start to come face to face with a Sasquatch. Now, Sasquatches pertaining to their physical strength is quite, shall we say, impressive. There are those in that sense who have been able to rip full-grown trees right out of the ground by its roots and toss it at human beings just to scare them away. And it worked. Now, Sasquatches themselves, quite commonly, are interdimensional. They can appear here, they can appear here, they can appear here, they can appear here, they can appear here. Many of you want to make contact with the Sasquatches, and we understand that. But we would say, in the own lingo of your language, for the Sasquatch to say to you, don't call us, we'll call you. And that's the idea. They choose exactly who they wish to work with. It's not your call. So when you do have certain connections with the Sasquatch, it's because they have decided to work together with you. They have decided that reading your energy, that you would be an appropriate alignment for them to introduce themselves in some shape, way, or form. Now you will find Sasquatches quite commonly around mountain ranges. You will find them in the heart of deep, concentrated forests as well too, because they speak to the land. They're actually able to, shall we say, assist in the growth of nature just through their language alone. They're able to sing to trees. They're able to sing to plants. And that brings about such a powerful fertility. 
They are also able to manipulate nature as well too, if need be, pertaining to the nature of defenses. Their strength in that sense can be many times that of a common mortal man. Now the Sasquatches, as we stated, have functioned upon this earth for many millions of years. They were here long before humanity ever graced the surface. They have been here a very long time. And then in that sense, they were very open to helping humanity out. But like many other species on the planet, they have seen the ignorance that has befallen humanity. Because humanity, throughout these many thousands of years, were given way too much power, way too quickly, and they became arrogant. And that arrogance still exists. This is exactly why humanity has the mentality it does. It's because it has become too arrogant. It has become too destructive. They think themselves to be the masters when they are still the students. And this is what has led to the chaos upon your planet that has spread for many thousands of years. And the Sasquatch have seen it, the dolphins have seen it, the whales have seen it, the many creatures of the forest have seen it, and they are not stupid. They are aware of how humanity is. They're very aware of you. And they want to help you. But again, when you come to them, you're polluted. You have all of this toxicity around you. That's not natural. It's far much more mechanical. It's far much more artificial. It is where the emotions have bloated within you. And it's like looking at this person that has a very bad smell that you could actually smell a mile away. And they basically want to keep their distance. And if you keep getting closer, they're going to have to try and scare you away. Because you smell terrible. And what that means is relating to your own emotional bloating. You have bloated yourself emotionally. You have consumed yourself too much with artificial technology. You have lost your way as a spiritual being. Not all of you. But there are many of you who have attempted to find Sasquatch with instruments and being able to come from, again, the modern world where you have not really done any particular form of inner discipline. And the Sasquatch want nothing to do with you. And so leave their space because they will do everything they can to scare you away. It is only the ones who are actually starting to work with themselves a great deal further, who are actually able to, again, perform the inner discipline necessary to work together in governing their emotions, to making themselves clean. Those ones who are clean, the Sasquatch, are more than happy to work with you. We have talked to others on your planet who are in that sense have had face-to-face -face connections with Sasquatch. And that's because they have represented a certain degree of cleanliness and the Sasquatch are happy to work with you. It's not to say that your ancient brothers don't love you. They do. But right now, you're dirty. Right now, you're polluted. Right now, you have this emotional bloat. And you have to learn to take that down. Because you're basically going to scare everything in the forest. And everything is really going to act out in defense and maybe even want to try and eat you. Because you smell horrible. And that's the best way to put it on an energetic level. Is it's a stench. And it's a stench that scares away the animals. That's why the animals quite commonly will run away from humans. We don't want anything to do with you. We love you, but you stink. 
You have all this technology around you. You have all this emotional bloat around you. You're basically going through emotional illness. You're emotionally ill. And we don't want to go near you. When you start to work with yourself and you start to move yourself into love, and you start to harmonize yourself a lot more, we're more than happy to come up and approach you. There are certain humans who are able to go out into the forest and the entire animals surround them because they're clean. This is a true human to which the animals will serve. The snakes will serve you. The spiders will serve you. The trees will serve you. The bushes will serve you. The birds will serve you. They will all serve you because you're clean. And this is very much what the Sasquatches want to remind you of is the need to be clean. If you want to be one with nature, you have to learn to let nature clean you. In fact, they would say spend more time in nature, but don't go looking for, again, the Sasquatch when you know you're still quite dirty. Don't expect all the animals to approach you when you know you're still dirty. The more that you spend more time in the forest, the forest is going to naturally clean you. That's her nature. Forest cleanses. It's a purifier. This, again, is one of the many teachings that the Sasquatches have taught your people over the course of many thousands of years. There have even been, as you would say, Sasquatch hunters who would actually go into the wilderness because they want to bag a Sasquatch. Now, very, very few rare successes have actually taken, taken place. But again, many of those particular forms of happenings have been covered up. They are often smeared and saying, no, it's not a Sasquatch, it's something else. But there have been particular Sasquatch hunters as well, too. So our particular recommendation to share with you on behalf of many of the Sasquatch tribes is, if you are not clean, work to clean yourselves prior to discovering that you want to connect with Sasquatch because they live a very different life than many of you can imagine. <clears throat> many of them are sorcerers. Many of them are shamans. And they are able to navigate different dimensions. Just like this, just like this, just like this, just like this. Some of them can even change shape. Some of them can turn into animals. Some of them can turn into trees. Some of them can basically camouflage themselves right into the forest itself where you would never be able to detect them. They are highly advanced in being able to mimic different shapes. They are highly advanced in being able to simply materialize and dematerialize themselves at will. You are looking at highly advanced Sasquatch shamans and sorcerers. Some of them can even perform spells. Now, you would have to greatly anger a Sasquatch for them to put any particular type of spell on you, but it has been known to happen. This has happened quite commonly regarding certain loggers who are again cutting down trees that are, shall we say, the territory of the Sasquatch. And they have been well known that many of these loggers have actually been deeply ill afterwards. Not just through the idea of the repercussions from the Sasquatch, but also they're cutting down trees that have been completely dedicated to keeping certain viral agents underneath the ground. When you are clear cutting, many of these areas of the forest, what you're doing is you're unleashing viruses. You're unleashing harmful bacterial agents from the ground to which the trees themselves were trying to keep out of harm's way. 
That's what trees will do. They will absorb viral agents, they will absorb bacterial agents, and they will stuff them deep into the earth so that no animal upon the surface, including humans, will face them. But when you start clear-cutting and cutting down the trees, the trees therefore die and they are not able to sustain that and now the viral and bacterial agents become airborne once again. So again, there are many different things here, many different factors relating to your planet that you still need to be very much aware of. The common viruses, particularly the ones that your own scientists have been putting in laboratories, are examples of what we have just shared. Viruses that have become airborne and in that sense now start to infect the air because the trees that were being used to help keep them underground and keep them deeply within the soil have died and so now they can no longer encapsulate those viral and bacterial agents, pathogens and so forth. So this again is all part of understanding that the Sasquatches have indeed been the stewards of the forest but many of them have been on decline because again there have been those in your ancient past who have hunted Sasquatches and they have actually been quite successful in doing it because again they felt that if you were to hunt a Sasquatch you would be a legendary figure you would have such merit by hunting down a Sasquatch many of the Sasquatches have been killed by humans in the ancient past because of the idea of trophies because of the idea of honor because of the idea of merit Sasquatch children have been killed. So again, this is something as well that has perverted humanity relating to your ancient ancestors. That is the Sasquatch. And there are many Sasquatches that are still quite angry about the whole situation pertaining to how their people were hunted down. They were hunted down, and again, this was all through the nature of trophies wanting to be hunted down so that a human could make a name for themselves. Many of these in that sense represented European settlers. For they were able to encounter Sasquatch and they were slaughtering them right alongside with the indigenous. This even goes further back as well too because it is not the first time that European settlers went upon the land. This goes back many thousands of years as well too with other forms of settlers that were also finding Sasquatch and wanting to hunt them down. Again, seeing them as trophies. So it's something that has repeated commonly throughout the course of history. So that is the second, shall we say, other Earth experiment that's taking place that we can share regarding you. Now we will end with a third and final Earth experiment Again, we cannot tell you all, because as we stated, many of them need to exist within secrecy. The final one that we will tell you is certain humans that are existing within inner earth. All right? Some of you may be aware of what you term as the Telosians. The Telosians that exist underneath Mount Shasta. That would not be quite accurate. Now, the whole idea is that Telos actually represents a city that is within a, shall we say, particular vault within your earth. It's not exactly underneath Mount Shasta, but it's close to that particular proximity relating to the nature of location. But you have what you would know as Telosians. Even Brad himself, not too long ago, had what was known as the Delphi. Or you have certain humans that live underground. And they would be what you would know 
as the inner earth human civilization. And they have been within the earth for many millions upon millions of years. And as we have talked about that they are what you would know as your future and your past, which means they are very much aware of what has happened throughout the course of history pertaining to the earth, even to where you are right now. But they have kept themselves in a great state of secrecy because of the evolutionary state of humanity. There was a time when many of these ancient human inner earth civilizations would come to the surface and basically greet many of you. These were very much in the earlier times before much of the pollution relating to humanity took place, relating to arrogance of kings and queens and emperors who thought themselves the masters, but they were only the students. And so there was very much a sharing of technology. In fact, this is exactly how Atlantis got their power sources. Atlantis got their power sources by particular crystals that resided from within the inner earth. And that these crystals could be harnessed in certain ways. And that they are basically powered quite commonly through certain forms of vibratory chants. No more different than the ancient technology that was required to building the pyramids. Again, similar forms of subtle vibratory technology that would energize the crystal so that the crystal could function together as a housing. And as a housing, they would have, again, different types of sizes. You would have large crystal arcs, quite commonly right surrounding temples, surrounding areas of pyramids, surrounding, again, the infrastructure of areas of Atlantis. These very large crystals, some could stand anywhere from 6 to 20 to even 50 feet tall and that they were considered to be the power sources to the nature of the Atlanteans. Now, the Atlanteans themselves over time became too greedy, and they were not really able, willing to share these particular forms of crystal technologies with others, and there were wars upon the planet that, again, other civilizations wanted this Atlantean technology, and the Atlanteans would not share it. They considered themselves the superpower, of the planet at that time. Sound familiar? And that the other idea of other countries who would like to have these particular forms of crystals for their own means, where the Atlanteans would not want to share them. Because again, the Atlantean civilization was highly advanced. You would have what you would know quite commonly as spacecraft that would exist throughout Atlantis, or what you would know as cars or vehicles or conveyances that would levitate and they would come through much of this crystalline technology. But after the fall of Atlantis, much of that crystal technology died with it. It was again taken away from humanity and brought back into the nature of the inner earth. Now you will actually notice <clears throat> that there are scientists that will go deeply into tunnels and they will see these incredible arcs of crystals all around them. Those are the very crystals we speak of. Those are it. Those are the very crystals that were being utilized. Now, they have to be cut in a certain way, and they need to be activated in a certain way, otherwise they remain dormant. This is quite common with many crystals that you find upon your planet. Many of you still don't even know how to activate them properly. If you know how to activate them properly, if you actually work together with utilizing similar sciences that were used to construct the pyramids, you would know how to use these crystal power sources. But again, much of that knowledge has been hidden from you. 
it was taken back. And so there are inner earth civilizations such as these humans that are again watching over much of this technology so that humanity would not get that technology too soon. Is it in the times ahead? Yes, it will be coming back to you. It will be made as a discovery. But again, because there was such a greed that was surrounding many of the, shall we say, power crystals that again fueled the entire civilization of Atlantis, the entire world warred over these crystals because they were a power source that was inexhaustible. Once you are able to activate the power source in the crystals, the crystals themselves will take the life force energy from the air and they will never be depleted. You are talking about inexhaustible energy utilizing the crystals as a housing. And they would power everything. They would power vehicles. They would power temples. They would power domiciles that existed all throughout Atlantis. This is a very real technology. And again, humanity was given too many things too quickly. Their greed started to show and they waged war upon the entire planet. This is what therefore led to the end of Atlantis. Atlantis was becoming too corrupt. And again, it led into the complete and total downfall of the civilization relating to a graviton bomb that went off, which led to the complete and total destruction of Atlantis, which again caused what you would know as a tidal wave, hundreds of feet tall that were completely consumed of what you would know as water and mud that splashed quite commonly on the eastern side of your world, specifically around the continent of Africa. And that it was very much a combination of sand, mud, and water. And that actually in that sense created the result of many deserts, quite commonly. You see, there have been disasters in the past. Areas that you would know as deserts upon the planet are the result of massive tsunami catastrophes. A desert is not really a natural formation. It is something that, again, becomes an effect, a result of something catastrophic that has happened, that basically, in that sense, ended up upon the land with much of the sand of the sea covering that land. Deserts are not really a natural phenomenon. They are engineered in that way. They are an effect of a disaster. The same thing goes in what you would know as your northern and southern poles pertaining to ice sheets. These are not natural formations. These are engineered. So when you have ice sheets, you're looking at the effect of a disaster. When you're looking at deserts, you are looking at the effects of a disaster. These are not natural, shall we say, eco zones upon your planet. These are the effects of something catastrophic that took place. And this is often what's known as flash freezing. This is also something that can be induced through certain forms of technology, where again, there were visitors upon the planet during these times. And again, they were attempting to harvest much of the resources of the planet. And again, attempting to use humanity for their own deeds. And they were basically intercepted and stopped. And much of this had to do with what you would know as cold fusion devices that would detonate upon certain land masses to which Antarctica represents that because Antarctica represents the nature of Atlantis. And this is why you have giant pyramids. This is why you have temples. This is why many of you are actually finding off world beings 
that are actually flash frozen. This is very true. And this is the result of a cold fusion detonation. So anything that represents severe ice sheets on your planet, not a natural formation. The Earth in her natural splendor represents pure oceans going from the north to the south where there should be absolutely no ice sheets whatsoever. That is a natural formation of the Earth. Any other planet that you discover that has ice sheets upon the north and the southern poles have had disasters. That's the idea. And these disasters in that sense are the calamities of cold fusion devices. Again, looking at deserts, these are the calamities of profound tsunamis to where much of the sands of the seabed have risen up and been scattered across the lands. Deserts are not natural. Ice sheets, glaciers, not natural. So please remember that. But again, much of the inner Earth civilizations has functioned as the guardians upon your planet relating to the sacred technology. And many of them will use this technology inexhaustibly throughout their own particular dwellings, as we will say. In fact, they will use it so profoundly that their crystals that shine actually look like a sun. They are actually able to manifest a sun within their own domain. And it looks like you're standing on the surface of the earth when in fact you're actually looking at the interior of the earth. They're actually able to, again, make it appear like it is night, as if there are stars in the sky. But this, again, all relates to the natural phenomena that exists throughout their dwellings as well, too. Some of them will even have much more advanced dimensional technology where it will look exactly like the earth from the inside. It is quite beautiful. There is running water. There is waterfalls. There are lakes. There are oceans that are even within many of these particular domains to which we speak of that exist within the inner earth to which these inner earth humans are the facilitators of. Now again, some of them may start to interact with some of you. We understand Brad had his interactions with the one known as Athena relating to the Delphi, but there will be others. And again, it will come very, very slowly. It needs to happen through a slow process. There are even discussions about some of them even keeping certain forms of interior land aside for human beings to occupy at a certain point, but it needs to come at a certain point. Right now, humanity is still going through this transitional cycle. So these are the three particular forms of other earth experiments that we can talk to you about. That again is not meant to be hidden at this particular time. There are others, but again, those must be revealed at appropriate timing and the time is not now for that. So we thank you for the opportunity of this interaction. We will now open the floor for a question and answer period. We thank you very much. Okay. Oh, that was great. <laughs> All right. So I will go ahead and I will look into the chat here for questions. I know we had the one donation. So let's see if I can go back to the top. Okay, Janet, Janet, I can still see your donation here. So I'll start off with Janet and we'll just keep going down the chat. So if you do have questions for myself or for Adronis, you can feel free to put that into the chat. Okay, so this one here is from Janet. <clears throat> Janet says the chakra colors, red with yellow makes orange, yellow with blue makes green, blue with violet makes indigo. Could Adronis please speak to, to this observation? Okay, one moment. 
Hui, thank you very much for your question. Now, this is not really relating to chakra colors. This is just through the nature of your color blends altogether. And many of you will associate that pertaining to certain arrays of color vibrations that you feel you are detecting within your chakras. Now, there is not really an exact system pertaining to the type of colorization as it relates to chakra centers that you can universally agree with. Now, some of you, in that sense, if you're looking into the root, may have different hues relating to the red energy, the red color, the red vibration. All right? Now, this is much more in an instance pertaining to the vibration more than the color itself by actually working together with the red vibration, which represents life force, which represents energy. And as you move into much more of the orange vibration, which represents the nature of dispersion, which represents the nature of release, which represents areas of passion, joy, harmony, all together. So it's not always looking at what you would term as physical colors as it is more looking into the vibratory rays of the color themselves, which are utilized in these particular instances. So because we talk about a red ray, doesn't mean it's the color red. When we're talking about an orange ray, doesn't necessarily mean it's the color orange. It's been used in that format as a particular type of familiarity of colorization. But many of your chakras don't actually move or in that sense orient themselves in those color vibrational ways. They are operating much more into the band of the vibrational frequency that has been labeled in color association for it to make it look a little bit more clear. Quite commonly when we look at your chakras we actually don't see any colors whatsoever. We see them much more in either a gold or a white hue vibration. So this is why we're talking about that some of you will see through a chakra, oh, I see it's red, I see it's orange, I see it's yellow, yes. And that's fine because that is how your mind associates together with the color vibration, and that's fine. But those are coming together through the exchange of thought forms. Truthfully, your chakras aren't even those colors at all. All right? But they represent those bands of colors. So the bands of the colors themselves are not actual colors relating to what you see as the red, blue, green, etc. spectrum. All right? As we stated, when we look at your chakras, we see them much more in the gold or whitish hues altogether. We do not see them red. We do not see them orange. We do not see them yellow. Although we will speak to them in that particular way for something that will help you to understand the vibrational pattern of the chakras. But in actuality, they're not really those colors at all. They are colors much more for the convenience of telepathy, much more for the convenience of helping to bring about a thought form that helps you understand the rays to which they constitute. Having a red ray, representing life force, representing energy. Having an orange ray, representing dispersal. Representing release, representing joy, compassion, connection in that particular way. All right? So these are not always to be taken literally. And again, we understand that there are many different forms of New Age movements that will talk about the idea, oh, your color of your chakra should be this way. That would not be correct. Because we've never really seen your chakras in the rainbow spectrum. It doesn't work that way. It is much more in the idea of whitish or gold hues. Sometimes, again, the hues themselves can be a little bit different. But when you're looking at these things, it's not to say that you're wrong, that you may look at the chakra and say, Adronis, I see red. Okay, that's fine. You can certainly utilize the red hue spectrum. Now, you may notice that that red hue may be a little bit darker or it may be a little bit lighter. 
you may go into the orange ray and say, okay, well, I see the orange ray as the orange color. Okay, that's fine. That is a reference that you are using. It's not to say that it's wrong. But again, in actuality, the chakras are not those colors. All right. It is a convenience of the mind to helping you understand the vibrational bands. But the vibrational bands do not always associate together with the color spectrum itself. So this is where there is a misunderstanding. And we're not trying to talk you out of not being able to use colors to associate with chakras. If you decide to use colors with the appropriate rays, that's completely fine. But that is being used as a particular type of mind scale rather than the actuality pertaining to the nature of the chakras themselves, which operate on different frequency bands, but are not identifying themselves through the red, red yellow, blue, orange, green, etc. spectrum. The color spectrum to what you would know as the physical. It's a little bit more different. The vibratory levels pertaining to color hues are far more different than what you would know as the physical colors that you see through this physical spectrum. They are two different orientations. All right, so that's something we just want to remind you of. But should you decide to utilize color ray vibrations in that way, you certainly can. That is your convenience of understanding the nature of the chakras. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're just giving you a heads up to what is actually the situation pertaining to color rays and the vibrational bands to which the chakras themselves associate with. All right, we thank you very much. <sighs> okay, very good. That's actually very good advice as well too because for a long time I've seen them as red, orange, yellow, green, right, as well too, and I would associate them with color rays. But when I actually go deeper into meditation, I look at the chakras and they're not actually colors. They're kind of like maybe gold or whitish in that way too. That is exactly how I interpret them as well, so. Adronis is definitely sharing something quite, uh, quite powerful there. So Janet, thank you for your question. I do have one here from Thomas. Thomas says, Hi Adronis, I'm in this game playing this character and I want to know how to tell which person is real and has a soul and which person is part of a game. Thomas, we can't, we can't do that, right? We cannot really tell you in that sense, even if it's a video game or even if it's the game of Earth that you're talking about. Uh, People have addressed Adronis with this question before in the past. Like, Adronis, how can I tell that my next door neighbor has a soul? How can I tell that my next door neighbor is not just a hologram? And basically the simple answer is you can't. Not until you have that inherent ability within yourself to know that you know what the soul actually looks like. That is housing a body. And that would be the answer he would give to your question. We're not here to pick out people and say, okay, this person has a soul, this person doesn't have a soul, this person's a projection, etc. We can't do that, you know, and that's not what I'm here to do. And certainly not what Adronis is here to do, right? So Thomas, until you actually <clears throat> develop that inherent ability, where you are able to detect exactly what is a soulful being and what may just be a hologram, uh, we can't really say anything to you. It's not just about the idea of us just going down the street and just pointing at people and say, okay, this person's a hologram, this person's a soulful being, etc. And I would never do that, right? That's just not, that's not going to lead to any particular form of appropriate evolution for yourself, okay? Whether you're referring to this as a video game or whether you're referring to this as life, right? Uh, we just don't do that, okay? So that's the best uh, answer I can give regarding your question. Okay, this one here is from Tessa. Tessa just does a uh, donation. So thank you, Tessa, appreciate that. Okay. Okay, this is just from Betsy. Uh, Betsy says, hey Brad, I wanted to let you know about a successful healing you did here. It was my friend Narifa with brain cancer. The cancer did stop. It's like a miracle, bless you, and Oh, wow, great, wonderful. 
yeah, I'm going to try and get back into doing uh, some more healing next week, right? So this week we're basically just doing Q&A. Next week I'll come back to distance healing. So if you guys want to join me on Thursday next week, we'll have a distance healing segment as well too. And you guys can uh, make some requests. I think I'll give some more time for healing next week. So I think what we're going to just do next week is just kind of do a Q&A and then we'll get right into distance healing for next week. Okay. So this week, kind of a special question edition of the broadcast. That's great news, Bessie. I'm so happy that your friend is better. <clears throat> I'm so happy that the cancer has stopped. <clears throat> That's wonderful. Now, I try not to take any credit from these situations because it's not me doing this. It's spirit, right? I've never healed anybody and I've never really made anybody better. It's spirit working through the vessel that spirit is making it better. So really, guys, the appreciation that needs to go to is spirit, not me. Okay. I'm just being the vessel. I'm just holding the energy. I'm being the house, as it were, and everything pertaining to spirit is just vibrating through me. Okay. So, like I said, spirit is the one that needs to have the appreciation. But I'm so happy that your friend Narifa is doing better, that the cancer stopped completely. And like I said, guys, I've had a lot of testimonials like this over the years. Uh, there was one time when I was in Japan, I think it was around 2018 or 2019, and I had this client and her brother was in the hospital because his entire lungs were flooded with fluid. This is when I was really just starting to get the idea of the spirit codes about working together with the spirit vibration and being able to project it in that way. I was very, very early on. And um, so she contacted me. She let me know about the situation with her brother. She gave me a photo of her brother and I found out the whole situation of what her brother was going through. And so all I did was just talk to spirit and through spirit, spirit sent these codes. Uh, the doctors are very, very worried about this man because uh, they felt that he wasn't going to live through the night. His, his lungs were just so completely f uh, flooded with fluid. He was having a very difficult time breathing. He was on life support and they were basically just uh, predicting the worst for him. And after that healing was done through spirit, uh, the, the man came around next morning. His fluid from his lungs completely drained, completely gone. And uh, his sister contacted me and said it happened. Yeah, he was able, he's responsive. He's talking once again. The fluid in his lungs are gone and doctors can't explain what happened. I'm like, guess I better keep this quiet. <laughs> so again, that is all coming from Sid. I was even telling the woman, I said, just thank spirit for this, right? It's not me that does this work. It is spirit that does this work, okay? And there's many other stories I have for you guys as well too, but it's all thanks to spirit, right? All I'm being is just being the house. All I'm being is just being the vessel. Spirit is coming through. Spirit is doing this work. Spirit gets the praise, right? So again, that is a wonderful testimonial, Betsy. Thank you so much. Blessings to you both. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so um, Ali's also saying here, also thank you for your new digital safeguard. Digital safeguard's wonderful. Like I have it all around the place. I even have a big one up here. I'll show it to you guys too. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> so I have that. Uh, just facing the wall here, and it's a nice radiance vibrations coming through. I also have them in plugins. I have them again above the lights. So just pretty much everywhere where I've told you guys to put yours, that's exactly where mine are as well too. Like I said, it has healed my throat profoundly. It's not only that, it's healing my lungs. My lungs are feeling better. There's just a, a great vitality boost. I'm feeling a lot more energized each day, feeling a lot more happier nowadays, especially if you're being bombarded by EMFs and ELFs, these emissions, right? You're just getting so cranky. You're getting so grumpy. You're getting so irritable. It's like when that per when the person just keeps eating the wrong type of food, right? They're cranky. They're irritable. You can't really go near them. They just they just freak out about every single little thing. Well, EMF does that to you too, 
right? EMF does that, ELF does that, these electrical emissions do that within your home. And uh, like I said, even if you're driving your car, if it's an electric vehicle, and you got all these emissions bombarding you, you're gonna get grumpy, you're gonna get cranky, you're gonna get irritable. Not only that, but it just wreaks havoc with your entire bodily systems. It wreaks havoc with your organs, right? So what I'm doing here, because some people have asked me, oh, Brad, is this gonna save me money on gas? I'm like, well, no. That's not what the safeguards are here to do. But they're here to basically save yourself from uh, being bombarded by these dirty energies, right? From electrical emissions, you have a gas vehicle from all these gas emissions as well too, right? It's basically neutralizing them. It's sanitizing them. It's saturating them with that pure source vibration. So what's coming out is just source vibration. It neutralizes everything and also brings it into a benefit because now you're actually working with source vibration. The source vibration is like what you find when you go to sacred sites of the planet. So if you go to a temple, if you go to a church that's on the ley line in that way, that contains an insane amount of concentration of source vibration. And that's basically what you're doing here, is you're turning your home into a sacred site temple. You're turning your home into a sacred site church. You're turning your vehicle into a sacred vehicle because you're putting all of this pure source vibration into it. And it's gonna bring about long lasting health effects year after year, right? This is a long-term technology. So once you've got the um, digital package, Use it to your heart's desire. Print out as much as you want. You got your friends, your family, print it out for them. Tell them exactly what they need to do, just as I've shared with you. And they will continue to benefit from it for years to come. Right? It's a wonderful thing to have. Okay. Um, so this one here is from Sassy Cindy. <laughs> Love the name. Uh, will we be able to contact dragons? I dream of them. Okay, how about I bring a Jonas in? He can talk to you about dragons. Okay. One moment. <clears throat> That's 11.11 right now, too. Where I am. Beautiful. Perfect timing. About dragons. Here we go. <clears throat> we thank you very much, Sassy Cindy, for your question about dragons. Well, yes. Many of you will have encounters with dragons because you are the very dragons themselves. Now, dragons themselves represent what you would consider to be that of great strength, even that of great love, that of great care, but they are also architects. They are able to not only shift in between dimensions, but they are actually able to create portals or waypoints in between dimensions. They are masters of that. Like you would understand as the spider, that is the architect of the web, the dragons are the architects of transit. They are the architects of dimension. They are the architects of the in-between. So they can basically take you anywhere. When you befriend a dragon in your dream, as we stated, it represents you, yes. But again, you can therefore go to any particular waypoint you wish. So whether it's wanting to tune in to connect with loved ones who have transitioned from the earth plane, a dragon can take you there. Where you want to go into the angelic planes, a dragon can take you there. There are again, these living chariots. And they are able to funnel themselves through different dimensions. And as we stated, they're able to carve out these waypoints. They're able to imbue these waypoints, create, manifest these waypoints into different dimensions from what you would commonly refer to as wormholes. Dragons know how to create those. It's quite simple for them. And so they are able to tunnel, to vortex themselves, to wormhole their way into any particular type of dimension that you wish. 
there are all different assortments of dragons. Even your earth herself contains particular dragons that do reside within the earth quite commonly. Some of them, again, have different forms of orientation representing their natures. So in that, some of them, in that sense, can help to balance out particular energies that are coming into the planet. They represent as what you would term as the yin-yang balance, or really, if we're looking at it, the non-dual, simply working in the facilitation of pure consciousness. You could look at them as a dragon, you could look at them as a leviathan in that particular way, but nonetheless, the dragons have that. They are basically also what's keeping the buffering pertaining to the physical reality, the physical plane in this reality, in that sense, afloat, as it were. They are sustainers in regards to the holding of the, shall we say, cup of the planet that represents the flowing of the life to which all living things upon this planet can benefit from and learn through the nature of the awe of the earth herself that is far more majestic, far more beautiful than we have words to share. The dragons can be the governors of these particular holding of degrees of particular frequencies and vibrations and energetics that keep the earth herself afloat throughout the cosmos. We apologize if the wording is not always appropriate for that, but that is really what they represent. They are very much anchors to hold everything in place. That is the nature of the dragon. All right. We thank you very much. Okay, that was a big one. That's hard to translate there. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one here is from Tessa Duman. Uh, Tessa says, Adronis, what are my special talents and where did I come from? All right, so thank you very much, Tessa. It's a cute picture of the dog there. <laughs> so I'll bring Adronis in. He can talk to you about that. We thank you very much, Tessa, for your question. What are your talents? Well, understand that your own talents, we would refer to as that as which you are born with. Now, basically in that sense, you have a quite powerful healing capability. Are you aware of being able to heal people through the nature of spiritual touch? Because you have that ability. When you notice that someone has a headache or somebody in that sense is going through pains, all you basically want to do is place your left or your right hands upon the area that is, again, affected and just follow the breath. And what you will feel as you touch them is, again, an energetic exchange. You may feel a heat. You may even feel a cooling sensation. You may even feel, again, a type of friction or a type of tingling sensation coming through your hands. But this is a natural ability that you have. So you could say that you have what you would term as the healing hands gift. Now, where you came from, now again, we know what you're trying to say. But as we have always said, you are soul and that you do not have an origin. Your origin is with God. But we understand what you're saying pertaining to incarnation. I come here and I know that I have some of these particular abilities. Adronis, where did they come from? Well, you have learned them through a variety of different perspectives. You're looking back into ancient times where you have actually been a nurse or in that sense what you would know as a nun, even going back further back in time. And that you would always say that you had the gift of God through your hands. So the ability to heal with the hands is nothing new. It's something that has come back throughout other lifetimes. Now, we can look into cosmic connections and you could see yourself as a bright, beautiful, luminescent angel. 
All right. We could even give you the name as Ariel, A-E-R-I-E-L. All right. And that represents a certain significator pertaining to an angelic lifetime or again, an angelic instance. But does that represent who you are? No. Does that represent where you came from? No. These again are just instances. They are just perspectives. Who and what you truly are is that which is God. That's your nature. All of these incarnations are, as you would say, different forms of instances of experiences that you have meld together within this lifetime because you know it would be appropriate for what you're here to do. This would go for all of you. All of you have certain particular types of traits, features, characteristics, abilities that you have decided to bring with you in this lifetime because you have the experience of simultaneous lifetimes that heavily warrant these abilities that are feeding these abilities directly into you. Like the idea of direct sight transmissions where these beams of light are coming upon you and you therefore have this intelligence. It's because a certain amount of doors are open. All right? For looking at this infinite hallway, there are many doors that are closed that represent a greater extension of, shall we say, infinite capability. But you have decided to open up a few doors. And these few doors in that sense have been opened because this is what you have come with together by being here on the planet. Now, when you start to work with yourself, when you start to open yourself up, when you start to expand yourself, when you go into that sweet center of surrender, more of those doors are going to be able to have an opportunity of opening. So as you start to develop yourself more inwards, more doors will open. And again, this can represent a plethora of different abilities. But these are the open doors. Some of them are cracked open. Some of them are wide open that you have decided to come with here on this planet to serve a function, to serve a nature of yourself that you felt is of great importance. And because of everything that you have been able to achieve through these lifetimes, based upon the services offered, that therefore represents a degree of capability relating to some of these doors that are now open. All right. So where you come from, as we will always say, is God. As we will always say, is spirit. As we will always say, as the self. Because that is who and what you are. But the instances of lifetimes basically are giving you experience points in a way. In a fun way, we'll say it's experience points. You have XP, experience points from other particular incarnations that you have decided to harness here in this lifetime because you knew that it would be energetically appropriate for you to convey these abilities, attributes, and capabilities within this lifetime. All right. That's what we can share about it. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Tessa. All right, let's go down the list here a bit more. Okay, this one here is from Musical Essence. Musical Essence says, Hi, Brad. My mom is having issues with mold, heavy metals, etc. She is 92 with heart issues. What healing modalities do you recommend of yours to help heal her so she feels better? Well, I would say look into etherics, okay? Uh, basically, if you are just starting with etherics, you may want to look into the free trial symbols, okay? So just go on to the homepage. On the nav bar, you'll see free samples. Just click on free samples, 
and you'll find quite a few different free samples you can work with. Uh, something very e uh, easy for her to work with if she's not too vocal, if she is having some problems with communication, then I would suggest just printing out the green nonverbal symbol, okay? And maybe just placing that under her bed, placing it over top of her chest, and you're also just talking to it and saying, okay, this is going to help to heal her lungs. This is going to help to clear the mold out of her body, okay? That's also very beneficial, right? If you also have the healing code cards, the etherics card decks, uh, the energy deck, for instance, you're working with those twin cards that I've talked about in the past, okay? The positive polarity collector and the negative polarity receiver, okay? Placing the positive polarity collector right here on your solar plexus and maybe just putting the negative polarity receiver right up here on her, okay? That too can also be very, very beneficial. With the healing code cards in general, you can work with the lungs enhancer, right? You can work with the lung cards in all three decks, okay? Please watch my videos of from the body and the mind deck about combination cards. Okay, you can work with that. Uh, most importantly, I would suggest you get the prana bed or the taurus bed. Okay, for her, and that's going to also help her tremendously with the healing bed, uh, with the healing experiences, with her healing difficulties. Okay, the beds themselves are kind of like an all-in-one technology. So that is really what I would suggest first and foremost is get the bed kits. Okay, work together with the free samples. Work together with the. Uh, uh, the cards, you can also work in getting some of the other products on Etherix as well too, okay? But there's some free things for you to work with and then there's the paid things to work with because they are material objects, you do need to get them. So again, that is what I'd suggest. Work with a lot of the lungs. If she's having a lot of mold, you want to definitely work with the lungs. You also want to work with the sinuses because the sinuses are excreting mucus into the areas of the lungs to try and protect them, okay? So the sinuses are going to be very, very overwhelmed, okay? So working together with a lot of respiratory regeneration and that would help her out okay um, and heavy metals of course there's a heavy metal eliminator card in the body deck as well too so you should be working with that just getting the heavy metals out of her system so she's obviously been contaminated by something she's obviously been exposed by something uh, if she's in a bed in a room then you can basically also get the safeguards right put the safeguards in place so that there's no EMF or ELF and it's basically creating a beautiful equilibrium in the air. The source vibration is going into the air. You're breathing in the source vibration. You're breathing out the source vibration, okay? That's another great quality of the safeguards, okay? The safeguards are basically gonna start saturating the air with the source vibration. And so as you're breathing in air, you're breathing in fresh source vibration air, breathing out fresh source vibration air. That too is gonna have a great effect. I can attest to that because a lot of areas I've had respiratory problems as well too, right? I've had this problem with this throat. I've had problems with my sinuses as well too. The majority of those things are clearing up just as soon as I was putting the safeguards into my house, okay? It's another great thing to have. So there's a lot of great things you can do. Etherix is certainly the answer for that. All right, thank you very much. Uh, this one here is from CC Love, a donation. Thank you, CC Love, appreciate that. Um, okay, here's one from Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, what will happen to Ireland? Will it go underwater? Thank you in advance. What I think what we'll do here is we'll do a tarot reading on that. Uh, just give me a moment, guys. I'm gonna give my I'm gonna get my good deck. Let's do one second. Okay, so we can look at this. I think it'd be good to look at it through tarot. Okay, so the question is, what will happen to Ireland? Wondering if Ireland will go underwater. Okay. Remember, as I talked about uh, earlier, as Adronis was coming through, and uh, he was saying that a lot of these particular forms of instances have been averted 
thanks to intervention, whether it's not just from the dolphins and the whales, but from interventionalists, right? Helping to pocket and buffer and soften these particular situations from happening. So I don't personally feel that's going to happen, but we're going to look into the tarot and just see what the tarot says in regards to Ireland. What is ahead for Ireland? Will Ireland go underwater in the near future? Okay, let's take a look at that. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything in regards to that whatsoever, Elizabeth. Okay? There certainly are going to be changes. Like I said, there's good times ahead for Ireland. Okay? A lot of things are going to be flipping around, and I'm basically kind of looking at it environmentally right now. Okay? I'm not looking at politically or anything of that nature. There's a lot of good things coming about. Okay? So Ireland is very much uh, floating in grace, we could say. Okay? There's going to be a lot of breakthroughs that are going to be happening in Ireland, and Ireland needs to be around for those breakthroughs to happen. So the good times are going to be rolling here, right? So there's good plans in place for Ireland. Ireland needs to be around. There's a lot of things for Ireland that needs to come out uh, for, for the benefit of many people, okay? So it is not at all going to submerge. It is not at all going to go into the bottom of the sea, right? It's not going to have an Atlantean disaster or anything of that particular nature, okay? It'll certainly be around. I'd say the entire island, entire island of England is going to be in good hands, okay? So do not concern about this. Just be very careful about where we put our energies into these things. Rather than concerning about how Ireland is, maybe it is a doom and gloom, let's cast all that aside, right? Rather, I will see Ireland engulfed in light. Rather, I will see Ireland floating in the grace of spirit. Rather, I will see Ireland prosper. Rather, I will see Ireland move into such a beautiful splendor of joy and happiness and compassion because that is what I am completely cushioning the entire land of Ireland and the entire island of England exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to bring it into beauty. I'm going to show the world that through the power that we have with our love, we can make everything possible and Ireland will flourish for many, 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 many generations to come. Okay? Thank you very much. Blessings to you. Okay, this one here is from Diana. Diana says, How can I stay motivated to finish writing my books? I see them helping humanity when I access my Akashic Records, but it's hard to be on the computer. Okay, well, if we're hard to be on the computer, then maybe you want to start writing them by hand. Okay? If you're already inspired by writing the books, then that's enough. But what you're basically being set back about is writing it on a computer. So... Uh, well, there's the safeguards, right? You can work on that if you're deciding to put a bunch of safeguards up around the computer and you feel that that's good. You're getting that energy and you're feeling okay to go on the computer. That's great. Or maybe I'm going to take out a notebook and I'm just going to start writing by hand these beautiful books that I have. Nonetheless, the impression of what you're doing to write the books stands the test of time. Okay. So however you decide to write them, it does not always have to come through a computer, right? There's some old-fashioned writers who've been able to just write things on hands. I know when I was first starting to write stories, there was computers around. I didn't use them. I basically just took out my notebook and I started writing things by hand, pertaining to short stories and so forth. Okay? So, again, most importantly, if you're ever feeling blocked about something, you do not have to live through life with regards to that block. So if there's something that's blocking you in that sense, this is where it's time to do an abidance method session. This is where it's time to do prana transmission. This is where it's time to do a release ball method. This is where it's time to surrender. Okay? If anything is blocking you, that's indicating a problem that you are not willing to come to terms with. 
not saying you have to write on a computer, but should the option arise, you're not opposed to it. Okay? You're not basically giving it a black flag and saying, no, stay away, stay away, stay away. That's your blocks, which is the unwillingness to change. Okay? So you want to look into the free practices I have online. If you need to do a session with me and talk to me about it and I can help you through it, that's fine. We can do that as well too. Okay? But the whole idea is that whenever there's a block, my friends, don't run away from it. Face it. Face to face. Okay? Because now we know how to surrender. When you start to work with those free practices that I have on my YouTube channel under playlists, okay? You start to work with that, you're noticing that you're becoming more resilient. You're becoming a lot more stronger. You're becoming a lot more potent with the nature of surrender. And now, okay, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone. Five blocks, completely gone. Now I don't even care if I'm on a computer. I'll be happy to write in my notebook, but if I feel like I want to go and switch to the computer, I can do that. I got my safeguards up here. Everything's great. EMF's out of the way. And now I can start writing on a computer because I no longer have those blocks. Those blocks are no longer the roadblocks to me being able to express myself in the ways that I can, right? So remember the power that you have to surrender. We don't want to tolerate blocks, okay, guys? Any roadblocks, any barriers, any belief systems, anything that you're putting up in front of yourself, they got to be taken down. Because if you don't take them down, they're going to spread. And if they're going to spread, then you're just basically finding yourself in a confined space filled with worry, anxiety, fear, sadness, anger, and so forth. Take them down while you notice them. Don't run away. Be brave. Okay? You are a human being, and it took thousands of lifetimes for you to come into an incarnation like this. This is not just something that you just stroll into. You have to do thousands of years of service, thousands of lifetimes of service to basically just equate to being a human being. That's what it takes. I'll be talking about this a lot more too. The human being is greatly underestimated. You have no idea of the type of vessel that you occupy. It is a universal vessel that is able to house God. That's how powerful it is. Okay? Remember your power as a human being and work with those blocks, clear them away, come into surrender, come into your center. All right? Thank you, Diana. Okay, guys, we're going to take about one or two more questions and we're going to wrap up. Okay, so let me just go down the list here a bit more. Okay, so I'm getting a couple more donations here. I'm not seeing it on my other screen, but I'm seeing it here. Uh, this one here is from uh, Dequa. There's, there's Dequa and then there's Salma. Okay, so I'll get to these two. Sorry, I didn't see your questions earlier for some reason. Uh, so Dequa says, uh, Adronis, why did I see myself as a blue spirit interacting in hyperspace with a red spirit, my baby mama, in a psychedelic experience? Your perspective, please. Okay. <laughs> So basically, from what I'm understanding, is that you saw yourself as a blue spirit interacting in hyperspace with a red spirit, which is what you would know as your baby mama, in a psychedelic experience, and you're just wondering about why you experienced that. Okay? One moment. We thank you very much for your question. And so you took a little travel into hyperspace and you were able to see yourself as a particular spirit and that you saw that you indeed had a mother in hypersp hyperspace and you were able to see yourselves coming together because this is seeing yourself in the greater state of being. 
You are seeing yourself beyond a human form. You are seeing yourself beyond a human genome. You are seeing yourself beyond the human experiment. And you are coming into something that is much more grand, existing within hyperspace, which represents a greater quality of love that comes together between a mother and child. So it is representing this particular form to give a establishment of a greater degree of love that was shared between you and your baby mama, you see. Because that was the orientation of energy that was necessary to let you know about the nature of love that was coming together between the two of you that are one. The energetic configuration pertaining to those forms in the hyperspatial realm represents an appropriation to the level of love that you require to see within yourself to see how that can therefore be translated into your human life. Do you see what we mean? If not, reflect on these words a little bit more. It is the heightening of love that is now going to condense into the human form so that you can therefore carry that heightening of love to you in the human way. All right? Thank you very much for your question. Okay, great. So thank you very much, Daquan. Hope that answered your question. This one is uh, from Selma Malik. Sama asks, Adronis, do I have a healing touch? Healing and serving others is my passion. We thank you very much, Selma. You could, but right now, no. You have to develop yourself a little bit more, and what that inquires you do is that you expand the heart center a great deal further. Which means, in that sense, you're not concerned about having the heart to heal other people's problems. That's not the key here. It is having the heart to be soft with yourself, because you're very rigid and hard with yourself. And that's actually what's preventing the idea of, as we turned before with the other, the healing hands. All right? You have to get out of this rigidness with yourself, not with others, but with yourself. You need to be much more compassionate with yourself. You need to start being more warm and considerate with yourself. Your heart should be three times the size as what it is right now. As you learn to, again, clear away the particular forms of debris that represent, in that sense, not feeling good enough, that represent personal rejection, that represent personal abuse, that feel a state of disconnection within yourself. You see, spirit is who and what you are. Your light is profound, but you're basically being this little funnel that is only allowing that great field of light to come in sparingly. Because that's how you see yourself with that rigidness. So, the idea of being able to open yourself up, to forgive, to let go, to surrender, to expand, to meditate on the heart, to meditate on your light, to completely engross yourself, saturate yourself with the purity of your light is what's going to enable you to, again, allow many of those doors down that infinite hallway to open up. And this can therefore represent, as you turn, the healing hands. So there needs to be less of a rigidness with you and much more of a wider spout, a wider birth for that light to come through. Because you have all of this light here, but you're only letting small amounts in because of how you see yourself. That needs to change. As that changes, 
you will notice profound benefits, abilities coming within yourself, again, that warrant exactly what you have decided to come here in this life to experience. You must be in the alignment for what you have allowed yourself to prepare for. And you have basically caused yourself to slip, to be rigid, to, in that sense, be a little too tight. You need to open yourself up more. You need to forgive yourself. Again, not through what others have been going through, not what you see through others, but what you are seeing through yourself. That is what needs to be addressed. And as it is, the doors will start to open. All right? Thank you. We want to thank all of you for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Adronis of Sirius. We will now conclude this interaction. Goodbye for now. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for your questions today. Uh, I really appreciate all of your um, questions. Again, for... Uh, uh, people who donated and others thank you so much again i'll be back here on thursday uh, at 10 a.m pacific and we will go ahead and uh, move a little bit more into some deeper healing doing some distance healing as well too and some q a also so thank you for joining me here on this sunday i hope you guys are having a great rest of the weekend and i'll speak to you again on thursday om shanti 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 namaskar and may it be well with you goodbye for now Thank you so much for tuning in to New Earth Teachings on YouTube. Don't forget to check out our websites, newearthteachings.com, where you can do private sessions with me, and also etherics.co. And through etherics, you'll be able to pick up your Healing Code Cards body deck, your mind deck, and your energy deck through etherics. You will also be able to pick up the Etherbed kit. That is also on etherics as well. Not to mention that you'll also be able to pick up some apparel and accessories that is also available on Etherics. Thank you so much for tuning into this video, and I look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Om Shanti 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 Namaskar, and may it be well with you.